What up, artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast, and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity. And, you know, maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Art Pays Me. Today, I have a solo episode, and I'm going to share my thoughts on the Michael Jordan slash Chicago Bulls documentary, The Last Dance. And it chronicles the last year that Michael Jordan was with the Bulls, and that sort of that dynasty team was together, and uh, sort of the trials and tribulations that they went through to get that championship. Very riveting, and... I picked up a few things as a creative entrepreneur that I'd like to share that I thought was was very interesting. So there's winning and then there's winning big. And this made me think about you know how big of a win I'm looking for as a creative and what that even means. Like there are you know there's ambition and then there's there's larger larger ambition. So you know I'm only about 4 episodes deep. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, there might be some spoilers, though like most of this stuff is pretty public knowledge and you know I'm not getting into too many specifics. So I don't think you're too bad, but just a warning, spoilers may be ahead. So basketball is one of my favorite activities. Because of my schedule, I only get to play it about once a week. And you know, it's for me, for my mental health, it's something that I was using to help me regulate and like because of the Rona I haven't been able to play I can't even go to the basketball court in my neighborhood and put shots up so this has really been tough for me to be away from the game Um, you know when I play I'm really competitive with myself I'm really competitive against opponents and it requires a very high level of mental and physical acuity in order to compete. And I'm not able to really replicate that in any other area of my life. I've been playing more video games and that's been kind of cool and helping and nice as a bonding activity. But like, there's something to be said about being pushed to my physical limit. And also like, just people underestimate how much thought and strategy goes into playing a sport especially when you're really competitive and really like hard on yourself and and want want to do well for yourself and for your teammates but you know you know when things aren't going well for me in life it's something that because it requires so much effort and focus like I completely am distracted from whatever it might be that's bothering me and I can completely put that energy into the game. But also, like when things are going great in life, it's just something that it's just fun for me. I just I love the game. So I'm gonna give you some history. So by Canadian standards, I was exposed to basketball pretty late in life. In the like 80s and 90s in Bermuda, we mostly played cricket and football, soccer as you call it. Uh, I wasn't really good at either of those, to be completely honest. I used to compete in martial arts, but that's a story for another day. Uh, when I hit high school in the 90s, that was my first like real introduction to basketball. 
I was I was like aware of it and stuff, I guess, but I honestly have no real memory of pre gym class in high school basketball. Um, you know, for some of us, that gym class was the first time we touched the basketball, and that was me. I had never played before that, and yo, know, I sucked. But the thing is, it was fun, and I just became instantly addicted. And uh, one of my neighbors had a hoop, and we eventually put one up in our yard. My brother and I probably played five times a week or more, and we just started getting better and better. But um, what I remember about that time was Michael Jordan. I, I didn't really know much about any other players, but I remember watching Michael Jordan highlights and trying to emulate his moves. My signature move at the time was the uh, turnaround fadeaway jump shot that Michael Jordan used to do. I completely modeled mine after him. You know, of course, saying Jordan every time I shot. And, um, you know, at that time, like the myth of Jordan was just so strong. I started playing around 93, I'd say. And this was when the Bulls were right in like dynasty mode. And uh, Jordan just had this aura. Like teams were just afraid when the Bulls came to play. And um, yeah, it was it was just amazing. From the shoes, from his looks to swag, you know, everything. Like his impact on streetwear and fashion right now is is still carries through. Like Jordans are considered fashion staples among a lot of the people in the streetwear uh, world. I never really became a sneakerhead like that, but to deny the influence of the Jordan brand, and when I say the Jordan brand, I'm not talking about just the sneaker, I mean the brand of Jordan the human being and basketball player, uh, it's it's incredible. And, uh, you know, when I was watching the documentary, something stood out to me. You know, while there is some validity to all of the image of Jordan and how great he was, it became very clear that this image was highly curated. Much like the social media feeds of all of us, mine included. You know, we saw what the Bulls wanted to see. We saw what Jordan's management wanted to see. We saw what Nike wanted to see and eventually the Jordan brand would want us to see. We didn't really see how hard Jordan worked behind the scenes. We didn't see his dad telling him he wasn't good enough. Or his brother beating him up on the basketball court. And sometimes him and his brother getting in physical fights over basketball. We didn't see him getting cut from his high school team. Because the coaches didn't think he was good enough. And this is where the story gets interesting. There are things in life that we can control and there are things that we can't. Jordan understood the importance of mindset, work ethic, and consistency. Those are things he could control and he had the ability to push himself to the limit every day. Now that combined with his natural talent and him you know, growing a bit taller eventually would uh, propel him to be the best player in the NBA, 
But no matter how good he got at first, you know, his team just couldn't seem to win the elusive championship. You would, you know, in the documentary, you see him doing some incredible individual things and, you know, becoming rookie of the year, becoming, you know, MVP and breaking scoring records and doing all this kind of stuff and scoring 63 points in one game just to prove a point only for his team to ultimately lose. You know, these you start to see these sort of things, things happen consistently where it was clear Jordan was the best player in the NBA. The best players in the NBA were saying that Jordan was the best player in the NBA. But, you know, ultimately, an NBA championship is what they're trying to get to. And they just couldn't seem to get quite to that spot. So the Bulls front office, they knew they had to make some changes. But they also knew that they had the best player in the game. So what they did was they started to make moves to build a new team around Jordan. And they tried out different coaches and tried out different offenses and strategies. And um, what they... They started to see some more success. And something also happened during that process with Jordan is once they started to put these these things in place around him, he had to come to the realization that everything to that point had been focused on give Jordan the ball as much as possible, keep Jordan on the floor as much as possible. But that wasn't winning championships. He had to learn to trust his teammates. He had to learn that they had important roles too and that he couldn't carry everything. You started to even see it in the interviews that he was given. He would start to say, like, I'm one person. And the media would keep insisting that he was, you know, a deity. But he'd be like, I'm, not, I'm one person. I have a team. The team is going to, um, you know, we need to win this as a team. And it kind of shows you different situations where uh, other teammates were injured or teammates were dealing with things. And, you know, as a team, they struggled. And, you know, no matter how great Jordan was, he couldn't, he could control some individual games, but he couldn't win a championship alone. Now, the Bulls would eventually go on to win NBA championships, of course, led by Michael Jordan. And, you know, Jordan was gifted in ways that most of us aren't. But I, uh, watching this, I believe his greatest superpowers were his mindset and his work ethic. You know, at a, a family, at his early ages, um, stage of his career, like Jordan knew that he was the best basketball player on earth. Like no one could tell him otherwise. So that was what I would consider his small win, you know, relatively, you know, she getting to North Carolina to play there was a win. Getting to the NBA was a win. Uh, eventually making that high school team would be a win. But, you know, so when I say a small win being the best basketball player in the world, that's completely relative <laughs> to the situation. Um, but, you know, he knew that he could control that. He could create that happen. He could he he made himself the best player in the world with minimal help. You know, that was that was his effort. But he knew that in order to achieve the biggest win in his profession, which 
at that time was the NBA championship, he would need the right support system around him. And it didn't happen until he did. So to close it out, I'd like you to think about a few things. Ask yourself if you have a big win. If so, have you been trying to accomplish it alone with little success? Like, do you need the right team? Like, what or who are the missing pieces stopping you from winning if if you're having trouble? These are things that I'm starting to ponder myself. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this episode. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Arcade Me Podcast. Thank you to Langey Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at rpaysme.com or at rpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.